Thought Bubble Audio. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who's a mentally fresh dad. It's Frank. How are you today? Feeling minty fresh. fresh. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I said mentally and not minty. I don't know what mentally is. It's like kind of like mint, but not exactly. Yeah, it's mentally. You know, it's it's mintish. It's got a yeah. It's got a mintly quality to it. You know, kind of esque. It's it's got a fresh quality to it without without the toothpaste blend. I don't know. Reminiscent. Really reminiscent. That's good. That's well done. Thanks. Well done. You could do jokes like that now because you're a father. Hey. Um, hey. Are you well? Are you well, Frank? Are I am. Well? I am Good. doing as well as one can do when one is not sleeping. Yes, of course. <laughs> we all know that. Actually, my daughter slept through the night uh, last night. Um, like, and I mean, she's usually a good sleeper. She just wants to hang out in the big bed with us. But, uh, yeah. like, you know, like I wake up and it's like, you're, I woke up before her. I was like, wow. it was kind of weird. I mean, she woke up like maybe two minutes later, but sure, like, sure, sure. still like, that was a nice two minutes where I, was that's a nice surprise. Away. That's a nice surprise to not be woken up by the child. Right. Yeah. To wake up oh, on your yeah. own. So, so when you say she sleeps through the night, like, are there are there little mini wake ups during the night, or, or are you talking about like she slept seriously, head down to the pillow, you didn't hear from her until until two minutes after you woke up? I uh, head down, didn't hear from her until she woke up. Amazing, which is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. So, I mean, that's that's not that's not always the way that it goes, and so I'm going to take a win where I can get it. You take the win. You take the win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You take the good, you take the bad, and that's what you have. The facts of life. The facts of life. A show I've never seen. Um, I've never seen it either, uh, actually. Yeah. Nope. That send one your Charles hate mail to... Nope. Never, <laughs> never send your hate mail to Academy Rewind at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Except don't, because they flossed the password. Nope. I, you know, that little, that little link that says forget password... It's too much work. <laughs> too much work. <laughs> I really feel like for the last episode of Academy Rewind, you should you should unlock the email and see like I what yeah. seven year old emails are sitting in there mm-hmm. that you never answered. Yeah, we. I should actually. I will do that. Um, because that's uh, um, two seat. We're two seasons away from finishing yeah, Academy Rewind. Yeah, so really close. So um. Frank, we're not here to talk about Academy Rewind. No. No, we're no, here no. to talk about what you're drinking. What are you drinking? Porch Rocker. Morning. Ooh, good choice. That's yeah. in that 
tropical Sam Adams like mix of like, ba- mix of box, right? Yeah, Cause, exactly. Yeah, because I had some of those in my house a while ago. Um, uh, Frank, we're we're in the season of we're in the season of the Great Pumpkin. I'm sure you are aware. Yes. Um. So I'm drinking a, a shipyard pumpkin, which is always good. Yes. Which I, I could, you know, it's what was like. Do you, you obviously you probably have cinnamon in your house, and so yes. like, do you like say like I could conceivably do a cinnamon rim or just put cinnamon I, in the beer itself? Sure. Sure. I yeah. have been known, you know, for the first or second pumpkin beer of the season, I've been known to do a cinnamon sugar rim just just for fun every so often. Mm. Um, but um, but I have I have not yet I have not yet switched over to the pumpkin beers. Um, I used to adamantly not do pumpkin until I felt it felt like fall. Sure, I used to be that. I used to do that too. I don't be told. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. No. Like I just, I was like, yeah, you know what? It's a short season, and technically, pumpkins start showing their faces in the summer anyway. Like they're, we we call them a fall thing, but they're really a late summer thing. So yeah, I'm just gonna stick. I'm just gonna stick with it and do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I I um, I really. I switch over to pumpkin beers as soon as I'm done with the summer beers that I have in my fridge. And I'm still working through them because uh, I'm not drinking as many of them as I normally do. So um, yeah. that's uh-huh. the only reason I'm not on the pumpkin on pumpkin beers yet. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but that that trend of not drinking them yeah, uh, it doesn't, that it, doesn't it, change, does it? No. And uh, truly, if you do drink them to the amount that you were drinking them before, I would. Yeah. I would. I might stage an intervention. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might be a problem at this point. Yeah, um, other yep. things to do. Someone, someone's got it. Yeah, exactly. Um, got, got, got bigger, bigger things to worry about. Yeah, no. So, yeah, um, smaller, little bigger things. That to... is true. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that is uh, factually factually that is true. Um, I want to be more like you know. I don't want to be that dad. I want to be more like the dads that we've been ranking um, in our pop culture dads bracket. Yeah, so so last ep- for the last episode, I put together this pop culture dad's bracket for you, for us to who's the you know, the best dad in a very limited scope of pop culture. Um, that who's was, your daddy? That's what we should call it. Ah, there you go. Nice job. Um, so anyway, so I put together twenty four dads, and then our episode was almost an hour long, and I was like, we already went through like the first round, and so we have to do a second. We have to do a second episode, and so here we are doing the second episode of Pop Culture Dads. Who's your daddy? I don't like that. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Overruled. Yeah, I'm not going to allow this. So um, allow me to go through the contestants from last time, for those of you who do not remember, uh, and then who won, and then we'll carry on from there. So Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was up against Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World, and Alan Matthews won. Carl Winslow from Family Matters was up against Jonathan Kent from Smallville. Jonathan Kent won. Maurice from Beauty and the Beast was up against Danny Tanner from Full House, and Danny Tanner won. Homer Simpson was up against Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers, and Bob Belcher won. Mufasa from The Lion King was up against Marlon from Finding Nemo, and Mufasa won. Din Jarin, Din, Din Jarin. Whew, that's tough. Uh, from The Mandalorian was up against Ned Stark from Game of Thrones and Din Djarin won. Bob Parr from The Incredibles was up against Arthur Weasley from Harry Potter and Arthur Weasley won. 
Daniel from Love Actually, Liam Neeson's character, was up against Brian Mills from Taken. Liam Neeson himself was up against Liam Neeson, and Daniel from Love Actually won. Scott Calvin, the Santa Claus, uh, was up against Tim Allen from Home Improvement. So Tim uh, Tim Taylor from Home Improvement. So Tim Allen versus himself came out as Tim Taylor as the champion of that round. Daniel Hillard from Mrs. Doubtfire and George Banks from Father of the Bride uh, went uh Went head-to-head. There it is. That's what I was looking for. And George Banks won. Cooper from Interstellar was against Martin Crane from Frasier, and Cooper won. And finally, Howard Cunningham from Happy Days was up against Ben Parker from Spider-Man, and Ben Parker won. Well done. Well, Thank well you. Done. Good Thank recap. you. So here we go. We are um, we are starting with Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World versus Jonathan Kent from Smallville. The battle of the quintessential fathers begin now. Battle of the dads. Now, so, you, Frank, you if you look out... at, look, if you do me a favor, yes, use your one lookup because yes. we don't really need them in this game. Look at Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World, and then look, and then do season like season one, and then yeah. look at Jonathan Kent side by side from yeah, Smallville, no, and tell me they are almost the same person. Like, the, yeah. Yeah, no, I they're they are definitely cut from the same cloth. It is definitely the same archetype, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty wild, uh, even how much they look alike. Listen, Alan Matthews to me is an amazing father. He's got some strange. He's got some strange children, you know. Yeah, like, sure. And they only get stranger as the show goes on. Um, and they're just like doing their best. It's like middle class working hard like gotta provide for my kids as best as we possibly can while still worrying about paying the bills you know every every you know the stuff that we all go through sure and um and you know certainly jonathan kent is no stranger to that as well jonathan kent has an alien for a son yep. but he's a better behaved alien when he's not this is true influence of kryptonite of this any is true. And no one's trying to kill Alan's kids on a daily basis. So, no, no, no. Now, Alan's kids I, didn't I arrive sh- in a meteor shower. No, they didn't. They did not kill the, a bunch of people in the town while arriving nope. in in what is a very normal way for everybody else. Correct. Do you think that? What are okay? So let me ask you this, since. What do you think Jonathan's flaws are as a parent? Um, I think ooh, oh, flaws as a parent specifically. Oh. Um I, I think mean, they, tends... I mean they they certainly his flaws as a parent could certainly link themselves to as a person. Yeah. I would say his biggest flaw as a parent is sometimes he is too protective of of his child to the point where he may not let his kid um uh, you know, spread his wings, uh, so to speak, um, mm. when it comes to, you know, he can sometimes be a little too risk averse. He's like, it's too risky, it's too dangerous, you might hurt yourself or someone else, most likely someone else, you know, so you can't play football or you can't do do this or that thing. It happened more in the earlier earlier seasons where he was more like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of putting my foot down about you can't do this or that, you know, uh, activity or, or whatever as a, as a teenager. And sometimes that was justified. A lot of times that was justified. Um, and sometimes it was like, you know, maybe he needs to um, have some fun or, or make some mistakes or whatever to, to learn his lessons. So I, if I, I guess that would be his his flaw, Jonathan Kent's flaw as a as a dad. I mean, that's a, 
he is extraordinarily overprotective for somebody yes. who is bulletproof, you know, or for yeah. a child that is bulletproof. Um, you know, but I, I, do you think if Clark wasn't an alien, this is a little bit of projecting, but if Clark wasn't an alien, would he be that protective? I not not to, not in the same ways. Mm. I think not in the same ways. I think that he is that protective because he's worried about Clark being exposed, you know, uh, his secret being exposed and hurting someone else, um, physically yep. hurting someone else just because he may not know his own strength, uh, which are obviously directly derived from his being an alien. So I I, um, I think that those those same issues might not still exist if, if Clark were your average kid. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So if they're basically par mm. with one another, not to be confused with uh, Mr. Par of the Incredibles. Sure, Bob Par. Yeah. Um, Bob Par. Uh, if they are about par with one another, do you think Jonathan kind of wins just for the situation that he finds himself in? Mm, that's a valid, that's a fair question. Um, in, in some ways, I still think he's, you know, I think that it, it becomes much more of a toss up. I wouldn't say that he, yeah, he has, the, he has an advantage because he's of uh, the position he's put in and how he behaves in the position he's put in. But if you, you know, all things being equal, they're actually pretty similar as dads. Their parenting styles are actually pretty similar. Um, their demeanor is similar. As you mentioned, they even look kind of, kind of similar. Um, so this one could be more of a coin flip, honestly, just because I, I, I mean, my vote is, is Jonathan Kent, but you make a valid, a valid point that, um, that, you know, they're, Maybe it's uh, Jonathan's circumstances that that make him so mm -hmm. extraordinary. Yeah, I, I I think they are both excellent parents, and I think Jonathan. I think Jonathan makes bigger mistakes, but I think the story. I mean, just kind of the story allows him to make those mm. mistakes. Um, but um, the stakes are the stakes are higher, and I think that he like he is doing the best with what he has available to him at the time. And so I just, um, even though the mistakes might be grander mm. that we see, I think the world he is entrenched in, like makes up for the fact that those mistakes are large. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's true. I, I think I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Then, then that means, uh, I want to put Jonathan Kent, Moving forward to the next round. All right. Here's a weird here's a weird combo that we didn't <laughs> expect. Danny Tanner from Full House versus Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. So weird. Like never really thought we'd talk about them together, but nope. here we are. Nope. So strange. Um I think Bob's hilarious and wonderful and great and all these things. I think Danny's just a f better father, probably. I think I think I would give it to Danny Tanner. Yeah, I think yeah. he's you know like he's America's dad. Um, and and yeah, in the nineties, he was certainly he was a big pop culture figure, right? A major pop, yeah. pop culture. Yeah, dad. of course. Yeah. Um, and Bob is is a wonderful dad uh, on Bob's Burgers, and I absolutely love this show, and so glad that it's in what season twelve, thirteen. Mm -hmm. Um, but um. But I don't think you can really compare the the two in the same in the same way. So I, I would give it to, to Danny Tanner. Okay, Danny Tanner, it is. Uh, moving on, Mufasa from the Lion King versus Din Djarin from the Mandalorian. <laughs> Mufasa on the Mandalorian. The, the Disney IPs coming at you. Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Listen, Din's a good dad. 
he's he a new dad um yeah. and he's still learning a lot and i would say that he frequently puts his child into situations that that child should definitely not be in no by any stretch just just connect those two wires together and then yeah. we'll be fine <laughs> he doesn't know what wires are or yeah. what they do or anything although i don't know grogu's funny that way like like he yeah. knows and doesn't know so much um, he is 50 years old so right exactly you know uh so there's so there's that side of, of it um and we talked about this in the last episode last episode Mufasa's really hard to like to beat just sure. in in general he's the freaking king of it all it's the sacrificial father he's got the good lessons and the good heart and the he, good voice a great voice better voice than most everybody on this list mm. yeah and so um although Din's got a good voice too like it's not Pedro Pascal's got a you know, in the helmet, especially, it's a good voice. So, I don't know. Is it the dad? Like, can the, can the perfect dad just be the dad that wins because the story sees them as perfect? Or are we allowed to make mistakes as parents, Frank? Mm. And is that, like, and is something like, I don't know, letting the kid get captured by giant imperial robots? <laughs> Something that we're allowed to do? I would say no. <laughs> I would say no. Would okay. say probably not. Is this a referendum? Wait, wait, wait. If I, if I vote wrong on this, is this a referendum on whether or not dads are allowed to make mistakes? Because I don't, I don't if know. My, if my choice is like, it's Mufasa, which means you don't think dads are allowed to make mistakes, or Din Jaren <laughs> letting his kid get kidnapped by an empire. Um, which means you do think dads are allowed to, be, to make mistakes. To be fair, he tried really hard not to make that happen, and it just didn't work. The good lesson of that is sometimes your sometimes your kids just get kidnapped, and like they kids didn't gonna... have Brian, they didn't have Brian Mills. We took him off last episode. That's right. They couldn't get the taken guy, so you know whatever. But along that lines, he does whatever he needs to do to get his kid back. So like, yeah, there really right. is something to that and you know if Mufasa really cared then he wouldn't have let Scar kill him is all I'm saying like it's just a long if he really king. cared like he but he didn't he cared if he cared when when Sybil was like dad come on <laughs> get up like he would have he would have gotten, gotten up he's he's dad, you know come on get up <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well you done. are my son, the <laughs> one true king. Wow. That was the best use of those effects. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wow. Uh, there's no child setting. I had to go with baby. So uh, it was. I don't know what this one does. No, it's not as good. Yeah. No. No, that's no. a Matthew Broderick version. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Akuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nala. Let's go frolic in the waterfall. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think it's Mufasa. Anyway, it's the point of the the story here. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's Din's still learning, and Mufa Mufasa's got a lot going for him. That uh, it's just hard to hard to beat. I yeah, think for sure, for sure. Um, yep. 
Yeah. Okay. The next weird pairing we never thought we'd see Daniel from Love Actually with the storyline with Sam, who's a little boy who's in love, uh, and uh, Daniel, the new father, who is the adopted uh, adopted father, um, in some ways, you know, stepfather. That's the word I was looking for. Um, uh, against Arthur Weasley from Harry Potter, um, father of many children, some of which are not his own. Mm. Um, you know, father figure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. These are both very warm. I'm going to try to do yeah. my best no matter what for you characters. And mm-hmm. so they're actually a really good pairing together. They are. They, they both find themselves in impossible situations sometimes. Um, mm. But ultimately, I think Arthur Weasley goes to yeah. Wizarding War for yeah. his kids. It's in true. The protection of other people. He, as we said, as we said in the last episode, he is just so devoted to being a dad. Like he's not just devoted to his kids, but like being a dad is his whole being. <laughs> it's his whole um, shtick. Yeah, yeah. Being a dad it, and loving personality. Those are his things. Yeah, yeah. You know that's it. You know it is. And like we joke about like fatherhood, like dad, dads being a personality. You know, like I'll get my like New Balance and my shorts and my white socks <laughs> yeah, yeah. and my lawnmower at eight a.m. on a Saturday or whatever and like that's my personality now but everything is a reorientation when you become a parent a hundred percent everything is everything is for that uh for that kid for those multiple kids that you have even if like at times you want to pull your hair out or um uh whether it be your beard hair or the top of your hair thank you thank you i I wanted to include you in that um and so like that that and Arthur is the kind of person that was, you see, like built to be a dad. You know, you just meet people and you're like, you're a father. You might be 12, but one day you're going to be a great dad. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was and me. so it, I think, like, that's the kind of, I think that's Arthur. Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. I, I definitely think so. Arthur is, well, Daniel is, uh, grows into being a, a great dad for, for, for Sam. Uh, Arthur Weasley just exudes dad energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, 90s matchup, Tim Taylor from Home Improvement versus George Banks from Father of the Bride. Um, so I love both of these dads. They're both good dads in their own ways, trying their hardest, loving their kids, all that good stuff. When it comes down to it, part of me says George Banks, but uh, truly the other part of me actually says Tim Taylor because there's like constant self-improvement like we talked about this on the previous episodes where like home improvement is not just like haha because like he has a show about carpentry and home improvement but it's like improving the home asking for advice growing and Mm. learning and like that was actually part of the character even if he backslides a lot and forgets things or kids forget like he's like really trying and george tries to but he's so neurotic that, like, he is a good dad. That's why they're all on this list. Everybody's a good dad. But, like, the model of trying to do better, like, trying mm. really hard to do better, which I also, I mean, maybe I backed myself into a corner, but that's actually what Father of the Bride is really about, right? He's also really learning, like, like about be, how to be a dad for an adult. Which is something that's yes. pretty unique to this list. Like, it's not just about like, oh, I've got a four-year-old and I don't know what to do, or a teenager even. But like, here's my adult daughter 
who's getting married and I don't know how to cope with this different stage of parenting in my life. Um, I think just saying that out loud and talking it over, I'm going to say George Banks just because it's different. That was my inclination, honestly, was George Banks, because um, I think that Tim the Toolman Taylor is a wonderful father, um, but he is he's I guess like I guess it comes down to like he's a lot more immature than George Banks is. Sure. Yeah, uh, I don't and know. that's George, and George that's, ends up George ends up in jail for well, hot dog yeah. buns. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, but but that's I think that's the result of the stress. And yeah, I feel like yeah, that's exactly. not Tim is Tim is a doofus just by the very nature of his being. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a big kid. Yeah. Tim, you know, mm. where George is maybe he gets himself in trouble and is neurotic and all these things, but he's an adult, you know, he's, he's a, he's a grown up. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and he's definitely a great, you know, um, yeah, he's a great, he's a great dad. He's a great dad figure, um, all around. So I, I say George Banks. Okay. That's good. Uh, Cooper from interstellar, Matthew McConaughey's character versus Ben Parker, Spider-Man's uncle. Hmm. One of them saves the human race and one of them, um, uh, and one of them raises a boy that goes on to save the human race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So huh. is it the action of the father, like the to do it himself, or is he or is the better parent the one that instills the lessons in the person that does it? That is a very interesting philosophical question. Hmm. Like who's the bigger, you know, who's the, the, the bigger influence? The the person who does the saving or the one who raises the person who does the saving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh. And they're so different. Like they're so different. It's hard to compare them on a level playing field. Um, you know, we talked last time about the significance of Ben Parker's wisdom that he imparts uh, to, to Peter, right. Of, mm-hmm. um, with great power, there must also come great responsibility, which is obviously one of the great pearls of, of wisdom of like American literature, really. Um, uh, but Cooper saves the universe. So <laughs> I know. I know. I, so I so here's the thing though. Um Ben well, though how you look at it, they both instill like these weird neuroses in their kids, right? There's there's Cooper the abs there's the absentee parent that is Cooper because he's off saving humanity. Noble, but problems within the home uh and then there's ben parker who if some of his final words to peter before he before he dies is with great power comes great responsibility which is great but then there's this constant anxiety neat hero complex i have to save people because i i'm like saving my uncle who i like the 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 guilt of not saving his uncle and like with great power comes great responsibility the lesson always learned so there's like Either way, they're like those kids are like, I've, I've got a lot of baggage. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Know, with there's a lot of baggage and a lot of pressure, and I just don't know how to cope with either of those. So it's actually really it's it's really tough. I think there is an important part in, to mention that Cooper does reunite with his daughter at That's least, right. um, and she understands at a point like metaphysically what he went off and did and he does connect with them and it's literally he connects with her with love across Mm. time right 
Like in that, and the and is that stronger and more important than just the memory of your? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's something we're talking about something like supernatural that that happens there, right? Mm-hmm. Compared with. Well, if you watch the movie, it's very scientific, Frank. I, I hesitate to say okay, that. Okay, yes, scientific, fine. But but it is something on an elevated level, right? Not mm-hmm. your tip, not a typical experience. Whereas Ben Parker is a more ordinary um influence on mm-hmm. his kid, right? Like he um he's an extraordinary father figure um in many ways, but the influence he has on his kid is is not unusual. It's not unusual to have someone who's uh, you know, bolstered by the memory of a father figure uh, mm-hmm. and the lessons that they learned from him. So Cooper is more extraordinary in that way. Hmm. This is truly, I'm, I'm more stuck on this one than I, I really thought I was going to be. So I'm going to say Cooper. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good okay. With that. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know. There's something about absentee parenting is one thing when, like depending on the situation, I think, and I yeah. think it's hard. People literally would, everybody would be dead if it wasn't for yes. Cooper. Yeah, so he did. He saved his children's life by not being there, and yet was still able to bridge that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Cooper, even though it's yeah, kind of a, yeah. Um, oops, I also just moved Cooper way out of the seed for some reason. No, no, go back to the shadow. There it is. Okay. Uh, all right. So. Jonathan Kent versus Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner, quintessential America's dad. Jonathan Kent, America's quintessential partner. American dad. <laughs> quintessential American dad with an alien child. Like, I will I will concede here that Danny Tanner had a bigger pop culture influence totally. than Smallville's Jonathan Kent did. Absolutely he did. That's not really what the point of this was, though. It's not. Who's, it's which not. is the which is the best dad that just happened to exist within the pop culture realm. Sure. Sure. Um, I think Danny tends to sit as more of a flawless ish type parent. Mm. Like he's pretty unblemished apart from like, he really likes things clean, you know, like, sure, yeah, you know, like there's not tons of mistakes that Danny makes along the way. Right. Um, but I think there are more profound lessons that Jonathan passes off and um yeah and i i think that there's a like the sacrifices Jonathan makes are much larger in scale and yes. so yes. i i think i just i want to go Jonathan just for the like yeah. the depth of what he has done that's it there's a did. depth yeah there's more of a depth to it than than Danny Tanner like Danny Tanner is it's cute, Classic. but it's not real. Yeah, I think, and that's yeah, yeah. It, it, that's really important. I think that's the important distinction. I, I, where, yeah. even though Jonathan is the father of Superman, it's still more real than what you watch on Full House. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Okay, Jonathan Kent, it is uh, Mufasa versus Arthur Weasley. Speaking of things that are completely real, um, the giant cartoon lion versus a wizard. Um. Hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's Arthur Weasley. Um, uh, yeah. Because yeah. He, I think he does the same things Mufasa does, but lives to tell the tale. Yeah. Yes, there is that. Like, 
Yeah. Um, which is not yeah. a mark against Mufasa necessarily, no, no. but like there's like he does anything he can for his family. He, like it's sacrificial in its own way. He like he'll put up the fisticuffs just as ready he is as he is to have a a heart to heart conversation in some way. But he also he he's he's not elitist, and not yeah. that like like I mean Mufasa maybe is just by the nature of uh, yeah royalty being the king yeah. you know a royalty whatever. But like uh yeah, but Arthur is not. It's like a, actually part of his character in which he is like everybody's equal everybody's welcome to the table this is this is uh, this is it everybody yeah and so um i think I, I think it's arthur i agree i agree for all those reasons and and on top of it all i think arthur was up against greater odds <clears throat> and and high, sort of higher stakes than mufasa was and and uh overcame those odds so yeah i agree yeah. um that's true i didn't actually wouldn't think that they'd be higher stakes until you really think about what Arthur's fighting for versus yeah. what Mufasa died for. And I, I agree it's it's uh the political infighting that Mufasa died for is much smaller than than what Arthur fights for. Right. Okay. George Banks from Father of the Bride versus Cooper from Interstellar. One of them saves the universe. The other one ends up in jail saves a wedding. for stealing hot dog buns. Saves yeah. a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> nuts. <laughs> nuts. Uh, yeah i mean it's gonna uh, be hard to be cooper and <laughs> like once you pull out the universe saving trump card it's kind of hard to it is that. really hard to, to to top that but like but coop like i know we talked we just talked about this not you know five minutes ago but like cooper's not present for a lot of his kids lives yeah and because of that and george is present like yeah he's like andy and it's a you know Cooper has to distantly watch his family grow up like this, like that heartbreaking scene where he's just watching the videos of his kids who were like middle school and high school. And then all of a sudden they're in their thirties and yeah. like, and he's missed his grandchildren and the death of his own father and all of that sacrificial love. Whereas George is worried about the chipper chicken. I don't know. Right. Like it, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's, I guess it's Cooper again. I yes. honestly didn't think Cooper was going to make it this far. I mean, he yeah, felt no. like a random entry into this thing, but he actually is a very good father. He is. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Even when he's on Earth and there's like that stuff with like, uh, it's like good dadding, but bad dadding all at the same time where he's like, he goes to argue for his daughter where they're like, she's talking about space and the moon. And he's like, well, yeah, we did go to the moon. And they're like, did we? <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like i got you suspended like you know like i'm gonna get her some ice cream and you know take her here and you're like it's tough that's like a like was he being a good dad or is that actually being a horrible father yeah yeah like, gosh i actually don't know a... the answer to that i, I haven't gotten there yet yeah i might change my answer later but for now i'm sticking with cooper okay let's go cooper okay so i'm actually gonna go since we're talking about Cooper, I'm going to go Co Cooper and versus Arthur Weasley. We'll go backwards okay. in this bracket. Cooper and Arthur Weasley. I'm actually going to say Arthur Weasley. Me too. Okay. okay. Because as much as Cooper saves the, the, the human race and there's like a lot of all that stuff going on, uh, Arthur's present. Yeah. There's like a lot. The saving, the sacrifice and the saving that he does 
I mean, it's just the nature of the determination of the story. It's not like Arthur Weasley has the chance to like go into space and, you know, sure. all this stuff, find a new planet. But I think that even when Arth- both of them are present with their kids on Earth, Arthur's a better parent than yeah. Cooper than Cooper is. That's um, right. That's yeah, exactly. When when they're both present, and Arthur manages. Oh gosh, it's like Arthur manages to do the saving of the world and still be present. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I give it I give it to Arthur. Yeah. Okay. So surprise tournament incoming new contender. Um, I needed somebody to go against the this uh, Jonathan Kent seed right here. And so, what better champion than the reigning greatest dad of literature, Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird? Ooh-hoo. I needed an extra person the way that the bracket worked out. So sure. reigning champion coming back to head off against Jonathan Kent. I was hoping, and I just feel like I knew what was going to come to this. Uh, there was Atticus Finch, the saint that is yeah. Atticus Finch, Saint Atticus Finch. <sighs> okay, oof. I know this is actually quite difficult because Jonathan Kent isn't is a really good father. Yeah, he's an excellent father. Um, he does a lot right. He's got a lot on his shoulders. Good moral mm. lessons. You know, wholesome family values, loves his wife, loves his kid, all that stuff. Just that is that is that's also Atticus Finch. Does literally that's it. all those you things. You describe both of them. <laughs> Does all those things. They're yeah. right on the same playing field, except that Scout is not an alien from Krypton. Sure. And Clark is. Mm-hmm. That's that but that's it. The, the, that is the difference between them. Really, like, it and is. it's not about them. That's about their kids. They are both. They are both the like template of of a good American dad, right? Like that's ah, that it's really really tough. I, to use your own argument against you, yeah. Atticus is without flaws, but Jonathan has flaws. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Um. It's it's true. Uh. Atticus is without flaws as long as you don't read Ghost Set of Watchmen. I guess. Um, oh, yo! But if you do read Ghost Set of Watchmen, that's good inclusion, Frank. That's good. That's how you win this bit. This is how you win. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. May I present evidence like Z, which is what Atticus would do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like in Ghost Set of Watchmen, you're a racist. So not as much as the other ones, you're, that yeah. you're, but because you're there to curtail their, like, well, in some, so in Ghost of the Watchmen, he's part of this racist group, but he's there to make sure that they, like, don't get out of hand. He's, like, yeah. he's like weirdly, like, like keeping the fire from, from overwhelming Yeah, but he's everything. like, now, don't get me wrong. Some people are inferior to others. We just can't hurt them over it. Does he say that in the book? I don't even remember. No, I'm just the, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, okay. Like, the, okay. like being a member of the racist group is like saying, no, 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 definitely racism is good. But you know, but he's just, like a, he's like a secret spy in the organization, though. He's he? like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I read it a long time ago. I don't it's remember. Disappointing is what it is. Yeah, well, that's why she didn't publish it because it's yes. not a good version of the that's story. Right. It's it not like been... this is the secret version she always wanted to release. No, no. Like, yeah, it shouldn't have been so... published. It shouldn't have been published for that reason because she didn't want it to. Um, yeah. But it was published. Okay. Well, if if you if that's the case, if you're looking at it that way, then you have to take every version of Jonathan Kent into account as well. Mm, 
No, I don't think that's fair. No, I think no, I think that's no, incredibly no, no. fair because I said Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, not Atticus Finch from Ghost of the Watchmen. And, and I said Jonathan okay. Kent from Smallville. Wait, wait, not Jonathan Kent from Superman seventy eight. Sure, sure, sure. Series or Lois and Clark, but those are all. But those are all completely different characters. Whereas, which is whereas this is two different episodes from the same character's life, right? What? Yeah, no, 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 listen, no, no. no, Ghost of the Watchmen contradicts a lot of Kill Mockingbird. Like they they are not compatible stories. My point is that those are two different chapters from the same characters. Well, you know what? Hold on. Are we talking about movie? Atticus Finch or book Atticus Finch because then that's a whole different story too, right? Oh man, there's so many layers to this. Um, well, I didn't really include book characters on here at all, so right? Like, so then there is I no ghost at a Watchman. Like I, I did not include Bob Cratchit, for instance, right? Who was right. also a great dad. So there is no ghost at a Watchman in in, in films. Just so it's just to kill so Mockingbird. It's just Gregory Peck. Ooh, just Gregory Peck versus just just uh, John Schneider. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. By my own logic, Atticus Finch is flawless. So, like, he's a better, you know, example to live up to. He's he's on on paper a better dad if he's if he doesn't have the same flaws that Jonathan has. He doesn't um, put his child in in universe uh, uh, risking peril at any point. Um, True, and Jonathan's usually trying to stop Clark from. Yeah, the yeah, universe yeah. Peril, though. I, I, so. Yes, yeah. He joins the fray in to, to save his son. I guess is, is uh, yeah is a better way of saying that. Um, mm, I, I know you just want Jonathan Kent to. Win, I want to but... give it to Jonathan, but 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 your logic is sound in that Atticus would 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 win. So, but yeah, quite I, truthfully, though, I want to give it to Jonathan right as well. Yeah, but I just feel like that's not the correct answer. Um, the only thing that I will say in opposition to our feeling is that Atticus does not raise a superhuman. Yeah. He raises Scout and the older brother whose name escapes me. But he parents them. Billy. He parents yeah. them very, very well. Boyfer. Just because they're not superhuman um, shouldn't be a mark against him. Like, okay. He parents the, them, right. you know. He just parents it, them in the world that exists. Extraordinarily well. Yeah. 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 Um, then the other thing I would guess to say, just like as far as parenting goes, it's he's a little even though he's warm, he's still distant. There is a distance, mm-hmm. like an almost like untouchability to Atticus and not just as a character, but like as they a- interact with one another. There's like a an authority to Atticus, which is sure, which is great that he is that in their house. But at the same time, is it is he accessible? He's mm. he's an enigma in some ways to his children in a way that Jonathan is not an enigma to Clark. He's much closer to Clark. Yeah, he, they're they're very close. Very yeah. There's that warm, um, yeah. which, which bond. is that is then when as so then as Clark becomes an adult, there's not really a question of like how did Jonathan do this or what would he do. Or anything like that. Those lessons stay with him because mm-hmm. he was a little more open mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that the nature of the age that the kids are with Atticus, or just the? I feel like it's the more the era than anything. But, yeah, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, truthfully, I think it's just kind of Atticus. I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, there's I'll, no other. I'll reluctantly agree. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the other thing. If we just like. I added Atticus out of nowhere, so we mm-hmm. could just take him out and just move Jonathan no, no, along. No, no. Well, fair, fair. Jonathan versus no. 
because it was the only way to actually like do the brackets the fairly yeah. to yeah, yeah the numbers fairly. Um, no, but hey, look, okay, so uh, it, it's an upset. It's an upset. What can I say? It is an upset. So, but here's the thing though: same argument, Atticus versus Arthur Weasley. Is it the same thing? Does Atticus always come out on top? Mm, no. Okay. No, uh, I don't. Okay. I actually think Arthur Weasley would beat Atticus. Interesting. Actually. I need you to tell me. I need you to tell me why. I think Arthur Weasley. Well, I mean, I'm just. I did never would have expected to to be arguing I know this you case. Of all people but, for you to it, be here, yeah, I know this is yeah. very but, unexpected. But this did not go the way that I expected. That's the beautiful thing about uh, about these uh, these bracket games um, is that uh, you know. Let's just put it this way: if Arthur Weasley and Atticus Finch uh, were on a soccer field, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arthur's going to win. I mean, like I love Atticus, but he's not going to win that. <laughs> oh no. What's he going to do? Throw the Book of Law at him? Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Uh, here's my pocket copy of the Constitution. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's my handkerchief. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I think Arthur Weasley would win. He, he like... Because Arthur's not a man that, of action and words. Yes, yes. Yeah. And another He's Atticus kind of a total I mean, package, like, there's a lot you know? of words, and obviously there's action, you know, but it's like... Uh, uh, action it's quiet action which is not a bad thing you know but no, no. It's, it's really not a lot of those quiet actions don't really have to do with his kids it's about an example it's like just doing the right thing and like yeah you know you know and, and that's kind of it and somebody else has to explain that to his children which i always think is very interesting and it's always like oh this is why your father's doing this he he very rarely yeah. is like this is why i'm doing this uh and so whereas arthur's more transparent um i think which is uh which is kind of the style of parenting that that we are in now just just actually mm-hmm. not even parenting just the world that sure. we live in is like everything is like well how does that work and why are you doing that and how does it you know like can you do it a different way and like and so i think arthur is maybe more prone to those changes and i think atticus the saint like atticus is um is wonderful is truly wonderful but uh arthur is more well-rounded as a character mm-hmm. and and then that makes him a more and as a and dad. as a father and as a father i think he's more yeah. well we see him in more situations where he's put to the that's it i think he's he's tested in lots of different ways you know, uh, uh, morally, physically, you know, uh, um, ethically, um, he's, you know, he loses a son, like all, he goes through all of these different challenges and still, you know, weathers those challenges and yeah. continues and- to be a good example in the face of, you know, strife and adversity to a good example to his kids. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And not that Atticus doesn't go through those things. I just think that maybe he's not Atticus isn't tested the way that yeah, Arthur is. He's not put mm-hmm. through the ringer in the way that Arthur is. And so um Arthur gets to show those sides um mm-hmm. of himself more readily. Um you know, also we have way more time with him on screen um than than we do with Gregory Peck. But um 
that being said, I, yeah, I think I think Arthur Weasley is uh, is the is the winner. I truly did not think that's how this was going to go. I Didn't. mean, I love Arthur Weasley, and he's a he's a good dad. But I really expected, uh, I truly expected Jonathan Kent to come out on top. Me too. Me too. He, he is quality fatherhood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I guess that's what happens when you when you stick all these in a lot of ways quality fathers up against one another. Like there's like. Mm. You know who who shows their colors in, in the most way possible, in the most varied situations possible, and still holds true to who they are as an example for their kids. Yeah, you know, be yeah, be like me, or even be better than this. And I think that's uh, that's Arthur Weasley, baby. That's, that's awesome. Arthur Weasley in a nutshell. Yeah, cool. It's doing it doing it as a bracket is always fun because it's uh, it forces you to do these matchups that you wouldn't have expected, and the results can be can be not what you would have guessed. Um, and that makes it fun. So thanks for it putting this together. Oh, you're well. I had, a, I mean, apart from making the bracket, I had a blast doing <laughs> this. <laughs> well, Frank, where can the people find us? Uh, hey, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com, uh, com. You can follow us at, uh, at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. You can support us uh, by going over to thoughtbubbleaudio.com on Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash audio or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, anywhere that you get your podcasts. We're in all the apps. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, Frank, uh, it's a pleasure to have you two weeks in a row. Nice to good have to be you back. back. All right. Really good. So until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>